you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Yeesh. I don't even have no updates for y'all. <laughs> okay. Um, my week was good, but busy. Um, you know me, watch some new shows. Well, I stopped watching The Shy when the main character was allegedly assaulting one of his castmates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to catch up, which was interesting because, like, in scenes where they were together, I was, like, always thinking, was she comfortable at this moment? Like, it, it was mm. just weird. But, of course, he's not in the current season, so... I just had to get past that season. Um, but you can definitely see how the whole storyline has changed because he was the main they character. Had just swap and it was an abrupt, like, boop, like, you could see where it was going. And then the and first like, episode next season, boom, he pivot. did. <laughs> like, right. no explanation as right. to how he died. It was just like, done. funeral. <laughs> like, done. Right? Moving on. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's interesting, and it's kind of sad because I liked where the story was going, but it Under is the circumstances, what it is. right, right. Um, and then I started Snowfall because I'm just I've heard good things about that show. Me too. Um, and it's three seasons in, so maybe it'll take me a little bit longer to get through this one. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like just reaching for shows. <laughs> like I am out of everything. Like today, even when I was on the treadmill, I'm just like scrolling through Netflix. Like I just need something to watch for an hour. Like, is there anything? So, do you not repeat things? Does it always have to be new? I don't really repeat. I'm not a I'm repeat realizing watcher. That. You don't have a favorite show that you could enjoy, even if you've seen it before? No, if I want to, like, mindlessly watch something, I'm just going to turn to HGTV or the Food Network. But I don't really go back and, like, rewatch old shows. Mm-mm. Hmm. That's And that's kind of why Disney Plus, for me, is not worth it. Because that's most of what people do. They go back and watch old shows. I think I've never realized that about you. So you don't have, like, a favorite sitcom or... I mean, I have sitcoms that I like, but not a favorite sitcom that I love it so much I'm about to go back and watch it, no. But you don't go back and watch anything, so Mm -mm. I'm just trying to figure out, like, no wonder you run out of stuff to watch. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't revisit, no. But, you know, Diners, Drop-Ins, and Dash, that's my jam. It's always a new episode of that. (laughs) All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, I think that was most of my week. I can't think of anything else significant this past week. Um, so, what's happening in the media? Um, so, really unfortunate news. Mm-hmm. Naya Riviera is, there's a search going on for her. Yeah. Um, it's she, been a couple of days. It's been a couple of days, so it's not looking... Great. Um, mm. She was on a boat with her son, and the story is saying she went out for like a swim or something and never came back. And another yeah. boater saw, saw the boat like drifting and mm-hmm. saw that there was no adult. They saw the kid mm-hmm. and, you know, called the authorities. Because the kid said they both were in swimming together, right. and he got back in and she didn't. Right. Yeah. So, really unfortunate. Yeah. They haven't 
have any inkling of her. So at this point, they said it. They felt it was more of a body recovery yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, just so random and just weird. Weird yeah. and but then I was reading that folks have. Um, that has happened before. Oh, people there. Hmm. And I read that. Some people feel like we sh- you shouldn't be able to swim there. Oh. So I don't know if where she's in California. She was in California, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it's Lake Lake Peru, Peru. Okay. Um, but I've read a few posts from people saying that they feel like this just isn't a swimming lake, and there are lakes like that. I was about to say because it's a lake like that in Atlanta, Lake um, Lanier. It's all kinds of theories about this lake, but it's like. Every other week or so, someone dies there or drowns there. Like, it's all, it's a regular thing and it's very eerie and weird. So, I think if people believe that about that lake, it's kind of like stuff like to, that to just to look into look, it. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it's unfortunate and. Or, like, make it mandated. Like, you have to have on a life just Like, it, even if you can swim, I don't care. Like, it right. has to be something. Right. If this is a repeated thing there, something needs to get put in place. So, it's really unfortunate. And, um, you know, I still hope that it's possible that she could be found and be alive. I do, too. I, like, hope that she's, like, on a shore somewhere and she's waiting for someone to find her or something. Right, right. I'm hopeful of that. But, obviously, the longer the search goes, the more it it feels like... Mm -hmm. You know, she could have passed. Yeah, yeah. Which is really sad and, like... The even the officials were saying how like hard it was to even question the son because he's like he's four and it's like he may not know how to communicate everything but like how many more questions could you ask a little boy and he's upset and right like so, so it's yeah. just such a oof. yeah so um moving on to the next story so quickly I would do my little COVID update mm-hmm. um Disney World is about to open. And I feel like that's crazy because Florida is literally taking all the epicenters out as, like, the main hub Mm -hmm. with cases and deaths. It is crazy down there. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are opening up Disney World in a space where Disney World is always packed. It's not a place where you can socially distance. Mm -hmm. I don't know it. I I will say, I haven't looked into, are they going to have reduced capacities and things like that? One would hope, mm-hmm. at minimum, they're doing that. Yeah. But with just all the touch points there. And, like, like, I'm just thinking about, like, the lines to even get on rides, even with reduced capacity. Like They're long. I mean. And you're close together. Like, it's just uh-huh. getting on and off the rides. Like, y'all really about to spray down everything every time someone gets on it. No. It just seems ridiculous. And I feel yeah. like, under the circumstances of what... Florida is going through nothing. Don't not like that. Need to be open. I know two people. Well, yeah, I know two people that have recently traveled to Florida, and they like even for them it was a bit eerie because they like, oh y'all living, living like this is not like y'all like not like y'all. Some of y'all staying at home. It's like no, no, no. Y'all out here. Like one person I know, they said they stepped in a club, which. Why? But they said as soon as they stepped in, it felt wrong and they just left. Because they were just like, this ain't right. <laughs> like, like they, like, they didn't even barely get two feet in the door. Well, at least they had that realization. <laughs> right? I would have pulled up to it. 
Okay. So <laughs> at least they figured it out quickly. <laughs> right. Um. Because I mean, it's still even weird stepping in a club and seeing people with masks on. Like, what do we? And why I'm not dancing with y'all? Like, what? Here's the thing. I, like, anything I'm gonna do there, I could do at home. I'm. That's even if I'm having people that I know over. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like. The way people are risking Corona mm-hmm. and the stuff that they're doing is like for this, <laughs> for a club, for hookah. Oh my god! I've seen like locations having pull up hookah for real. So sitting outside That's the what I'm car. saying. If you don't, I'm like for that. I'm just gonna buy a hookah. I'm about to in say go on Amazon. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of businesses who can have starter hookah kits. Yeah. If you like it that much, by my God, like, <laughs> it's just crazy. So yeah. then Atlanta, they're shutting back down and Amen. going to phase one, Amen. which has needed to happen. Um, uh, The mayor, frankly, her family got COVID. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, this is because you got COVID. And it could be, it but could so be. what? But at the end of the day, she sh- they, that needs to be done. Yeah, Atlanta's also running amok. When I saw... The video from the compound. <laughs> Not only are y'all in a club, y'all in a put club a pool in here with a pool. <laughs> so it's just all I, I, I and, and the way, girl, I watched that video. It was like, are you serious? The way they freaking humping, thumping all up on each other in these dirty COVID waters, <laughs> which frankly. Even the pandemic was going on, I still wouldn't want to be in that pool. Cause okay? that made me think about the pool in um, where was it, Vegas? Cause it looked like that, and they like y'all not. And frankly, at least in Vegas, one obviously weren't in the pandemic. At least it was outside. You, had this, <laughs> it just looked hot and sweaty. That video to me probably smelled like ass and chlorine. Oh my jeez! It just it's like where the airflow coming in. It just looked smoky, and I didn't like it. <laughs> It looked like everyone had COVID, Mm-mm. and I'm like, "This is this what we risking for <laughs> to twerk in water? <laughs> Do that in the shower at home, I'm man." Dead. I'm so dead. I'm just saying. I just, woo. <laughs> oh, guys. Okay. Moving forward, I wanted to do an update because we talked about this a while ago on the Amy Cooper incident. Mm-hmm. And how there were charges drawn, mm-hmm. but the guy Christian Cooper doesn't want to cooperate. What do you think about that? Here Because I... <laughs> this is my thing. This is my thing. Okay. Um, you recorded this and posted it on social media because you wanted something to be done. Period. So you know, after she lost her job and her dog, you started to recant and be like, oh, too far. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you should have, when you posted it, said exactly what you wanted. Because we know this this is something that is done regularly. And so having proof and having action actually being done to support it, I don't care what the man want no more. Oh, I, I agree. Sit I down feel like and eat his food. I want the charges to stand. Yeah, I don't care about what he want because if he didn't want all of this, he should have never... Um, posted it for all of us to for action to now be done. He literally could have walked away from the woman. He sat there and recorded. Right. Because he wanted something to, to be, be done. done. He Agreed. wanted us to see right. the tomfoolery. So he, now that something is being done about it, he's like, oh, too far. Sir, go back to right. watching your birds and stop talking. <gasps> he said, on the <laughs> one hand, she's already paid a steep price. 
And the uh, price could have been your life, sir. He was, girl, he's like, that's not a, if that's not enough of a deterrent to others. Um, bringing now more you, misery just seems like piling on. And so to that, You I know say, that's not enough of a deterrent. I'm about to say, as many videos have popped up after her and will continuing of behavior like this. You know. No, that's not a deterrent. Right. Losing a job is not a deterrent. So that's why, yes, I do like when people lose their job. But I do want charges to be brought on people. Mm-hmm. Let something stick like grits. <laughs> and then you really feel um, the consequences for a behavior like that. Right, because you're weaponizing a broken system that already works in your favor. And you know that, and that's why you did it. Right. And that's the other thing. Right. You know that. And that's why you sat on that phone. Mm-hmm. And said what you said. And said you're a white and woman. acted like and you acted. And said you were being harassed by African Americans. Right. Like, you did all that because you knew. It was all very intentional. So don't. Right. And she's like, I didn't think. Yeah, that's the, did. But that's the problem. That's the no, lie. I don't think that she thought. But that's the problem. That doing stuff like that is her second nature. That's the problem. Because she probably didn't think about it. But that's ingrained in her, which is the issue. Mm-hmm. That she does that without thinking about it. That's the problem. Speaking of another coon. Oh, Jesus. Terry Crews. Oh, Terry Crews. He spoke with um, uh, Don Lemon. And it's funny, when I was watching the clips, first of all, I hate that it said Terry Crews actor and activist. I said, uh, <laughs> Activist for who? Activist. For who? So he was basically explaining, you know where he was coming from saying that he was saying it as a warning. He was saying it, he he said he didn't see, he was saying it as he felt like it could go there and that's why he said it. And then he said for people to call him a coon or a tom or react so negatively to him made him feel like, what did he say, something along the lines of, you know, is this really a dialogue you know, is this going to go to a violent place? I'm like, the people, people Sorry. were upset at you. Right. Because whether you, whether it was your intent or not, when you say statements like that, mm-hmm. people think mm-hmm. that that's what we're trying to do right. and it's not. Right. So you say it's a warning. We're saying you point something out that's not there and making people who already believe this is some sort of, um, Retaliation. regime or something yeah. really be like, see? Right. right. I just was like, you don't get it. Even when you look at his problematic tweets, it always be the white people that agree with mm-hmm. that mess. Mm-hmm. And they be like, y'all don't like him, but he's right. No, he's not. Stop it. He's not right. And that's the point. Right. My point is, you have a, inf- you have a, um, a certain level of influence. Mm-hmm. And when you have uh, black people in the industry being like, Terry, this is not it. Right. And trying to explain it to And they've been trying to talk to him in so many different ways. And you're standing on this. Yeah, people are calling you a coon. Right. Because you're not saying, um, I just can't. I'm sure it. his publicist at this point just want him to delete his Twitter. Well, his publicist is probably a white woman, so <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just like... I'm like, you still don't get it. I, mm-hmm. I felt like you still don't quite get it. No, absolutely Um, not. He'll still be doing whatever. Right. Okay. Moving on. So I'm, I'm saving the best for last. Y'all mm-hmm. know what we love to talk about. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about, real quick, Halle Berry. So she was announced that she was going to be um, 
playing she a trans was person. Yeah. Being considered right for a role um playing a trans uh transgender character. Mm-hmm. And she got a lot of feedback mm-hmm. and of saying you know, why take space in a round where another uh, actual trans person could get a job right um and to tell that story. Right. And through that conversation, she ended up, you know, saying, you know what, after learning and understanding, I'm taking my, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think? She's taking herself out of the running, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wanted to say, why do you think, especially in this climate, that Hollywood doesn't see how of a no-brainer it should be to look and cast for an actual trans person? Um, I think a lot of it is because they think that it's dressing up. They think is that that's all it is, is that it's dressing up. So that you can dress up um, a person to look trans instead of just getting a trans person. Um, I think that's a lot of what it is, to be completely honest. I think it's crap. I'm like, there's so many... There's so much... First of all, I think there's such an opportunity to get new faces in Hollywood, first of all, anyway. Mm-hmm. Especially if they were looking for a black actor or actress. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like with everything going on, the fact that y'all still don't quite get it nope. is just like... It's very frustrating. Because there are tons of trans actors, there but unfortunately are. they get typecasted so much. They do. And so when there are opportunities for dramatic roles, it would be especially playing trans people, it would be lovely if they got to the tell first that story. shot. Right. Right. Because it's like, they done lived this, so how about... They know. They can bring the character to life. In a way that... No one else can. It doesn't matter how much. And Halle Berry's a great actress, but she could have talked to trans people. She could have did all that. She still... It still wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. So, yeah. I just I just need everybody to do better. <laughs> Truly. Alright, so we're going to do a quick, quick, like, hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if you don't know, the Goya Food CEO mm. said that, you know, we love Trump and whatever. We support him. So, they've been like a Goya Foods um, uh, protest, boycott. Yeah. I don't really use Goya Foods products. However, I say that if you are a Goya Foods user... If you feel like they're wrong, mm-hmm. I encourage you because I've seen a lot of more people promoting smaller Other, brands and yeah. bigger businesses that have seasonings and things like that. So I and say recipes to and make recipes your own. to make your yeah. own. So I say that to say if you would want to join in the boycott, this is an opportunity to probably give some smaller businesses, mm-hmm. you know, do it yourself, or to give other businesses an opportunity to have your, you know. To get your coin. So I do purchase Goya products. And the sad thing about purchasing seasonings is like seasonings don't go away fast. Like you got to So right. um, I'm not necessarily going to throw away my seasonings, but I'm not going like to replenish them. Right, right, right. That's fair. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that's fair. I think. And that's just it. And you may not feel moved to even boycott them. So right. like, I, like I said, yeah. if you don't feel moved enough to not want to, sh- you know, to, to stop buying there. Mm-hmm. I don't shame you. Right. It's just hearing this, if you're someone who's like, nah, I ain't with it, mm-hmm. there have been a, a just an uproar of, of 
new companies, and they're not probably new, but right. companies that weren't known. Yeah, that are being um, that are being pushed to the forefront. Yeah. Um, during this period, because yeah. they exist. Yeah. Um, okay. Another hot take. Um, I just wanted to shout out um Charlemagne the God because he got a, a TV show on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how like we typically like him more by when himself. he's by himself. Yeah, he act right. Um, so we're got, act like he got some sense. Right. So this show is going to be um some sort of political pop culture. So I am hoping that he will continue to be the person we like when he by himself. Right? And I, I wonder, because remember, it might have been a year or two ago, he was supposed to be having a show on HBO or Showtime. Agreed. And then that didn't happen. I don't yeah. know, he had like posted it, announced it, and then it didn't happen. And so I'm wondering if this show is what that was supposed to be and it's just on a different network. Hmm, I don't yeah. know. I wonder if what happened with that. Yeah. Coolio. Update on Trump. Not Trump. Kanye. <laughs> Jesus. That was actually an accident. Because <laughs> um, we talked about how he was running for and how people don't know how the system works. And they know how the system works. Doesn't know how the system works. And from my understanding, I haven't read anything. He still hasn't filled out Mayor anything. piece of paperwork. Um, Y'all so, worried for nothing. Anyway, he did an interview where Kanye talked about how, like, you know, he's not a Trump supporter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um... He had COVID. Um, he get, he gave some his views on a few things that did not. I did not agree with. Mm-hmm. And then I read some articles, and we don't know this is true. And this brings me to the last story I'll talk about of mm-hmm. us really not knowing celebrities. Mm-hmm. They were saying that there were sources alleging that he was having an episode right now, and I feel like don't know if that's true or not. Right. Um, I would hope that, I would just hope that, that his mental health is always brought up because he was transparent mm-hmm. in a way that I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that. I am not siding with his views, but yeah. I also feel like every time he says something people don't like, they yeah. blame that. And, and I'm like, he wrong. really could believe this. Right. If you don't agree with it, that's fine, but I don't think it's right to be like, yeah. well, you know he bipolar. Like right. That. And everyone's bipolar works in different ways. Absolutely. And episodes are different mm-hmm. depending on the type you have and how, and triggers and things like that. So I'm yeah. just like, I don't like how they, I don't like how they say that. I think a lot that. of people do that because we do love Kanye, and they are trying to excuse it. When it's like, you can love the art and not the person. There are, for some people, certain limits to how you can, how much you can love an art and not uh, a person's art and not their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people just have to figure out where that limit where lies. Where limit is, yeah. yeah. Instead of trying to come up with excuses for right. why people say certain stuff. Like, just figure out your limit. Because, like... If you think about, like, if I never supported anything with the racist, I probably would have never been to the movies. I would have never listened to the radio. Like, there are so things that you wouldn't be able to do. So you have to find your limit, mm-hmm. and you have to figure out what you're going to do when you do find out someone that, a celebrity that you love does not align with some of the values that you have. You decide what you do from there, but, like, just find your limit. Don't try to come with excuses for people. It just bothers me, because I just, like, I, I feel like just... It's just for that reason. I don't like it. Because yeah. I just feel like 9 times 10, the people speaking on it don't know nothing about it. You don't it, know. And you're just talking off the side of your neck. Right. And I just feel like it's inappropriate. Yeah. 
Um, my and it's all opinion at the end of the day. It really is. Yeah. And I think, and this brings me to the last... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, Jada Pinkett said she was bringing herself to the red table. She finally built that table because it took a minute. And finally the table appeared... And not only was it Jada, but Will was there too. And I think you said it mm-hmm. that you felt it was gonna be both of them. Yep. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't. And at the, I didn't. I was like, why would he need to be on it? However, because he, 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 he was questioned to be on it after I watched. Because he held her behind the counter. Because as this started, um, well, somewhat accountable, but yeah. To to say what it to move beyond how she phrased it, right? right. So it was like twelve minutes. Yeah. They kind of they made it clear that one all of the statements that was not them or their people. Mm-hmm. They they initially weren't going to say anything, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it just wasn't stopping. <laughs> and as Will Smith said, Black Twitter said it is our business. <laughs> and I want to say shout out to y'all. <laughs> I cannot, <laughs> but. So they ended up speaking about it. So, long story short, <clears throat> Will and Jada were separated. Mm-hmm. They were doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And in that own thing period, she had a relationship with August Alcina. Mm-hmm. So confirming that what he said was true, there mm-hmm. was a relationship. And she also wanted to make clear that he wasn't a homewrecker. Right. For them. Mm-hmm. I want to put that out. He wasn't a homewrecker. And Will didn't give this pass. And he so didn't give, separated. right. And he didn't give permission. It's They were separated. They were doing what they wanted to do with whoever they wanted to do it with, Right. period. Right. And I also say it to say, because I am very sure, and it kind of, they kind of gave off of energy, that Will did what he wanted to do, too. It was either that he did what he wanted to do, or he, or he has done what he wanted to do in the, in the past. past. Right, right. So, some along the lines, and seemed like he, like he got his. his. <laughs> it seemed like he dipped his foot somewhere. Right. So, you know, just what I thought. <laughs> So the one thing, because obviously, think piece Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram came out the, all the philosophies and theories, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where I was like, all right, y'all, y'all being weird. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because we don't know them. Mm-hmm. We still don't know Will Jada or August Alcina, mm-hmm. and we still don't know that whole situation. What we do know... Is that it was a relationship. It happened when Will and Jada were separated. Will and Jada was able to fix what was going on in their marriage. And now they're together and they're in a much better place. And then August, during this point, fell in love. Right, he had deeper feelings. Right. So here's the thing. We don't even know, because a part of it was Will saying he was ready to leave her. He was done. We don't even know what got them there. Right, We don't know what got them back to figuring it out. Right. We don't know... How Jada went about ending it. How how it ended, or who ended it, or whoever. Yeah. We don't know... We don't um, even know who initiated it. Thank you. I was going to say, we don't know anything. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Was we know a few things, but we still don't even know the whole situation. Yeah. So for people to be arguing with each other back and forth, it felt foolish. Yeah. Obviously, we all can give our opinion, and that's fine. Yeah. But I just found it weird how people were, like, arguing about it. Like, we don't know them. Because, like, I, <clears throat> the interview or conversation, whatever, it did seem very honest. But it left us, like we just said, with so many questions that questions. it was not completely transparent. I mean, it was a 12-minute conversation. They couldn't go over right. all and of I it. And I also think they never intended to. I think oh, they yeah, wanted no. to make it clear, to mm-hmm. clear up the August stuff, then leave it. Because let's be honest. But all they did was bring up more memes and jokes. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they knew that was coming. But 
And then two, they don't owe y'all anything. anything. Yeah. So like they didn't have to do no clear up video. Yeah. They could have just kept everybody guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, and that's fine. What I took from it, that play out situation to me, I thought was rather simple. Mm-hmm. And a lot of married couples have gone through that. Mm-hmm. When couples get separated, there are some couples who feel we're going to do what we want. Mm-hmm. And then there's some who are like, well, I'm still married and I'm not. Right. But the point is, you do that, you figure out the boundaries within the relationship. That means right. two people. Still, even if you separated, there still is a relationship. And there you is. still need to communicate. And so you figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, I I mean, this is not marriage to me. Cheating's not part of marriage. For them, it wasn't cheating. They yeah. were separated. So yeah. that's the other thing. Your relationship ideals are fine, mm-hmm. but we don't need to put them on anybody else. Right. And that's celebrity couple or just normal people, which yeah. I think people do a lot of. Mm-hmm. If something makes you uncomfortable or makes you feel like you don't want to go there, then don't. No right. one's asking you to. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you don't need to condemn others. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to an extent, um, a lot of people have done that before. Maybe not about relationships, but just about other things. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is, is there's nothing wrong with saying it's not my cup of tea, but drink on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 that's if you're being asked, because mm-hmm. sometimes there's no need for you to even say that's not your cup of tea. <laughs> no one asked you. I just like to put that caveat in because, like, sometimes no one asks you to speak on it. So, like, no one asks for your opinion. Yeah. But I think, like, the conversation of them coming to the red table, it cleared up some things, but I think it made some people still feel like it was a negative situation while others felt like, okay, I get it. Thanks for the info. And they moved on. And then for others, it just let them go on to other scenarios and... Creating a complete thing. Because now, for a lot of... I saw people, like, saying that this confirmed that they had an open marriage. And I'm like, where and did how they ever did say they that? that? I saw that, too. And I'm like, <laughs> so were you listening? <laughs> no, Because right. they never... It was never Having that... Having sex with someone when you're separated, as long as y'all say that that's okay, is not... That's not an open, open relationship. <laughs> right. They were about... They felt like they were about to get a divorce. Right. That was not the same. And then even people... Because, like, there's some people who looked at that and felt like... Because we knew there were some people who felt like Jada was predatory. Mm-hmm. And they felt like watching that, it's like... Which I can understand. Which I understand. Yeah. I personally viewed it as more like... Sometimes misery loves company in a sense. People who are both hurting, mm-hmm. that's the bond. It's like a trauma bond. Yeah. I personally viewed it as more than that. Mm-hmm. More that than her, like taking advantage of his age Mm -hmm. or his mental or his mental state. Mm -hmm. Um, but I understand why people would think that seeing the age gap between the two and he came came there for for help. help. Right. You know, I see that, but, but we won't know that perspective unless he says more, which at this point he don't need to because the follow up to that (laughs) I was about to get to was a little exchange of him. Well, I don't even want to call it an exchange. It wasn't an exchange. He, he just, went off for no reason. For no reason. So basically... Well, because he's hurt. But he went off at the wrong person. Brother. <laughs> he he meant to mention Jada. Like <laughs> It was ridiculous. So someone did the This You with Kiki Palmer. And it was yeah. a picture of her. And August, I seen it. And she was like, yeah, it's me. Him and I are friends. Um, 
Well, she didn't necessarily say they were friends. friends. They just said that they were never in a relationship. They were never in a relationship. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Stop looking for something that isn't there. Right. Along the lines of something like that. Yeah. yeah. Then he comes back with... Yeah, you yeah, got curved. You was begging for it. Your friend... I, right. quite, I couldn't quite, quite understand what he was saying. Something along about your friends. And, uh, <laughs> and then he did some follow-up tweets. Where I still kind of didn't. Someone said, why does he tweet like we're in 2009? And it kind of made me laugh because it kind of did look like how we would abbreviate things. Right. But I was just like, and everyone, I think most people were like, all right. Yeah, that's what made me happy is that because some, I saw a few people like, she needed to keep her mouth shut. I was like, But the mass majority was responding like, sir, she didn't say nothing bad about you. Right. Calm down. I saw some fans. You mad at the wrong person. Definitely. Like. <laughs> I saw a lot of fans. Yeah. August Alcina fans, clearly. The mm. diehards. Like, no. She been talking slick all week. Yeah. And I, it literally made me go to her Twitter. I'm like, where has she been talking <laughs> slick right. all week? Yeah. Uh, it was subliminal messages. I'm like, once again... No, I don't see it don't any. Seem like she it don't worried seem about like her. any. Did she give some opinions on the situation? Yeah, but I'm sure other celebrities did too that knew him somewhat. Like you know what I mean? She didn't do say or do anything that was attacking to anyone. Like the one tweet that was responded to was about this is it's about this is crossing boundaries, which it was. This whole situation was about boundaries being crossed. That wasn't wrong, and that wasn't attacking anyone sp- in particular. A hit dog a holla is what I, mean, I say. That's true. You don't like if it if it don't apply, let it fly, right? right. So if you a hit a hit dog a holla, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if entanglement continues to trend, or if that goes away. I hope so. Y'all kill week. stuff so fast, so quickly. Because I mean, it was can't even funny. Joke for two days funny, about it, and I'm glad that Will checked her on it and made her say what it was. But then y'all just ran with it, and it's like, all right, and it's been 24 hours, and I'm over it. It's <laughs> like we can't even let the joke fly for two. Y'all days. use entanglement like people was using them fireworks this year. Can I tell you something though that I hated to see some. <sighs> I don't remember the Twitter name. She was like, I see a lot of new use of entanglement, but not, but people still don't know the difference between assets and liabilities. I saw that. And it's like, LLC Twitter, simmer down. So Go. I was like, damn, LLC Twitter can never let us laugh. Nope. And I was like, why? And it's like, I might know entanglement, assets, and liabilities. Now what? Well, my other thing is, <laughs> while some people may didn't know what it meant, Right. A lot of people knew what that shit meant. So first of all, you make it seem like no one knew what the word mean, what the word meant. And then two, it's like, girl, sit down. That has nothing to do with nothing. No. Shut up. She just wanted an excuse to be uh, demeaning. Honestly, that's what that is. Honestly, I'm tired of entrepreneur. <laughs> I got all this money. Twitter. <laughs> LLC Twitter, Jay Z brunch Twitter. Oh my Jesus, yeah. Like I be like, just shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's really all for me. I don't really have much. No TV or anything. Um, not really. Okay. It's nothing. Yeah. No. Nothing I want to say. Okay. So we had a question of the week. Um, if you could travel to one of the planets, which one would you go to? 
Um, so Zopacast one said Uranus. Sorry, I had to. I'm going to Saturn. Um, Rising Phoenix. I know I'm about to pronounce this wrong, but and I don't know what it's referring to, so it might be one of the movies that I <laughs> Can didn't I tell get to you something? see. I read that and was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, my first thought was, is this a Harry Potter thing? <laughs> like, because I don't know nothing about Harry Potter. Uh, I probably could have just Googled it. But I know Ganymede isn't a planet, but but it's a it's the closest look I can get at Jupiter since you can't land there. So Jupiter slash Ganymede, final answer. It sounds like it's a legit object in space, but never heard of it. I might Google it after this. Um, Grayscale said, I'm going to Pluto in order to get future authentic cover art for his next album. It's about a 10-year trip, but going, I'll have a layover in Mercury where I'm going to alter the physics and put it on a constant state of retrograde. On my way back, I'll be stopping in Mars to check for Martians, and hopefully the world has its shit together by 2040. He got a whole trip planned. I see. (laughs) So, Shanae, where are you going? Oh no! What was that saying when we were kids? Boys go to Jupiter to get, get more, more stupider. stupider. Girls, oh, girls go to college to get okay, more so knowledge. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I, there uh, is another one that is like, um, girls are from Venus. Hold on, I'm googling it while I'm saying it. Cause men I, are from Mars, women are from Venus. Yeah, that's a saying. Um. Um. <laughs> so I'll go to Venus then. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna pick Pluto only because I feel like that is the planet that has, like, not been a planet, been a planet, then not been a planet, so it's almost like the forgotten planet, so I'm, that's why I'm picking Pluto. There's also this, it makes me think of this song, Lady Gaga song, that I love to yell at the top of my voice, (laughs) and it's called Venus, so yeah, I'm gonna go to Venus. Because that's the song I like to yell in the car. <laughs> okay. Venus <laughs> um, is where I'm going. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, so today, we'll be talking about code switching because I've seen a lot of people with, you know, everything that's going on right now saying that code switching needs to stop. Like, black people should not have to code switch anymore. Um, and saying that that's something that no longer needs to happen in the workplace. So do you find yourself code switching? Um, I definitely have before, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a person, (sighs) I have before in certain situations, Mm -hmm. I don't anymore, that that has stopped a while ago, Mm -hmm. um, but for me, code switching, (sighs) cause here's the thing, I'm not a person who uses one, a lot of slang or anything like that mm-hmm. so like code switching for me mm-hmm. was to maybe make it sound nicer mm-hmm. technically it's still code switching yeah um so i think i had to start there because i'm like even when i would code switch is not it's not such a dramatic switch between what i wanted to say or what i thought to say and what i actually said yeah I get you that. can still consider it that. Like, I'm not saying I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think it would still be considered that. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, extreme. So yeah. I, I... Yeah. Yeah. I would say I do it. Uh, mine also not very extreme. But I 
what I've noticed the most times I do it is when I don't feel like talking about something. So, like, for example, um, if someone asked me how my 4th of July weekend was or, like, what did you do for the 4th of July, my answer would typically be not much. Because that's the answer of, like, I don't feel like going down the path of I don't celebrate that ish. Like, I just don't. I did this year. <laughs> well, so that's this year. Um, a client asked me. We had a client call. It was a my side hustle client, not work client. Asked me, you know, I, they was like, I hope you had a good 4th of July weekend. What did you get into? And I literally, second nature, even though she's black, second nature was like, not much. And then I was like, and since she asked me, of course, I said, how about you? And she's like, Oh, well, I don't celebrate the 4th of July. You know, my um Independence Day was Juneteenth. And first of all, I was offended. Because I'm like, my, we both black. What you talking about? But maybe because you said not much <laughs> I think made it her is. feel like, so you acknowledge it? Right, okay. right. And that's what made me think of it. Because I say not much by default all the time when it's something where it's like, I don't feel like going down this path. I'm just going to say not much and mm-hmm. leave it alone. And I started to think, I'm like, should I stop doing that? Should I just be like, a thing is a thing, and I don't do that, and leave it at that, and hope? Because I don't always feel like having the conversation of why I don't celebrate certain things. I know now it's been more of a conversation as Juneteenth has been, mm-hmm. you know, getting more notoriety, I guess. But before now, I just didn't feel like explaining it. And so my default typically was not much. Um, do I know, I don't know if that's wrong or right, but I do think it's a version of code switching because if you ask me, I don't hesitate to be like, girl, you know, I don't, (laughs) right. I would not hesitate. But when it's a, I think when I'm in like in professional settings, I'm just like, not much. I told my colleague that, um, I'm not going to celebrate my oppressor's independence Mm -hmm. and she responded, well, I understand that. And we moved on. Right. Now, would I have said that last year? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. I would have just said my weekend was fine. I yeah. would have did something like that. Yep. I would have talked like, about it. It would have been like, I had a good weekend. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Yeah. This year I was feeling froggy, baby. <laughs> so I said, hmm. But it also made me think of like another instance. This was at the full term. Um, a new person started and they said when they first met me, they thought, I was Latina, and he's Latino, so he thought Sir. he thought I was, and what, this is really? what he said, he thought I was until he saw my last name, and I said, well, you know, people's last name is not always a reflection of what they are, because I was like, my last name is French, I ain't got no French enemy, so it's likely a slave owner, and his response was like, whoa, that got really dark really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, But that's life, brother. But at that point, anyways, I felt comfortable with him like we sat in each other we talked often so i i didn't feel like i needed to filter what i had to say but that made me be like um maybe i don't need so so, i don't know so let me say this though because now you've in two you kind of given two Mm -hmm. not really with that one but you've given an example if you feel like you were cold switching with a black person Mm -hmm. for me i feel like you feel like you've cold switched with People of color? No, I, I, I said in professional settings. But even so, when, because I'm, I'm saying it say in professional settings, mm-hmm. the way I would, literally, I, I am definitely more frank when someone looks like me, even in a professional setting. Yeah. I, the times where I have code switch mm-hmm. has been with white people in professional settings, not with black people or Latino or people of color. Well, 
from my experience of working with other people of color, all skin folk not get kimbo. Well, of course, so, but I still don't. I keep it professional. I, but the thing is, <laughs> especially like the client I was talking to, we've never met in person ever. We've only but ever you, talked over the phone, but so I'm saying, not comfortable with them. But you're saying you keep it professional, so mm-hmm. you're saying cold switching is professional? Not necessarily. But I'm just, I was just following up because yeah. you were like, I just keep it professional across the board. Right. If I'm talking to a black colleague, I'm not being unprofessional. That's true. That's true. That's, that's true. So, but yeah, that's, I noticed that in, in environments with somewhere that I'm not cool with, we don't have dialogue about things that aren't related to work. I pretty much keep it the middle of the road. Not much, fine, whatever. Like, I don't go deeper the only instance where i ever have was with that one co-worker or no i had a black co-worker before and we said happy Juneteenth to each other last year um but i related to him much more than anyone else so we was cool like that we could talk about things like that but um the latino man i don't even i mean honestly he's white passing so i don't even consider him a person of color to be completely honest Mm. so it don't have nothing to do with that for me. It's more about comfortability when I code switch. Um, like I said, in the ways that I did, it was typically with a white person, mm-hmm. and it was in a professional s- space. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like a year or two ago, I decided like I'm not code switching anymore. Right, and I really haven't. Yeah. Um, and I'm because pr- the thing about it is, I think. I guess for me, it was me being like, when I'm not code switching, mm-hmm. um, I'm still not being unprofessional. Yeah, I'm still not, not speaking yeah. in an inappropriate manner. So I was like, so why am I doing this? That's so I true. stopped. Right. And so my tone is my tone and what I say is what I say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel better at work now. Yeah. But I realized I filter myself around a lot of different people. Like, I filter, and I guess that's a version of code switching too, but I filter myself around family versus certain friends versus other groups of friends. So you feel that is code switching? I do, yeah. Mm. I think code switching is a version of filtering yourself. However, I think we usually use the term code switching for professional versus social. I feel like we usually use it for when you go to work and you act completely different. But it, like, all right, so the definition of code switching is, um, wait, this is not the definition. It just says code switching has gained a bad reputation because it has been identified as the reason for people losing their identities or accommodating prejudices towards their social class, ethnicity, or religion. But code switching is a way to communicate more productively with people who may not share your cultural background. If you look it up, like, Mm dictionary-wise, it says the practice of um, alternating between two or more languages or varieties of languages in a conversation. That's the And see, then I don't necessarily think answering things like not much or saying just fine, I don't necessarily think that's changing your language then. That's like in logist, uh, not logistic. Log- yeah. Log- <laughs> Linguistic. <laughs> Linguistic. Can I tell y'all I was about to say linguini? <laughs> so I stop and then I like trip and then I'm like, okay, you're failing. <laughs> you're failing, Shay. Okay. So based on that one, that one is like, and I'm using this with air quotes, but y'all can't see me. But like talking white at work or on the phone 
or changing completely the way in which you talk. It seems like that's what that definition is saying. What? I... Because it says changing your language. Two more languages or variety of languages. They are, they are referencing as, like, me going from, like, German to American. Oh, hell. That, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what I that... I thinking that. I was like, what? That's when you said that. I was like, that's not what they meant. Oh, I wasn't thinking that extreme of, like, switching languages, like, legit languages. But then there's the other one that says, I'm like, thinking, like, vernacular. They, there's another, okay. the other, there's another part of it that's saying it can be, you know, vernacular norms that okay. you switch up. Yes. So then that would be yes. that. Because I'm like, <laughs> I will say this. So one time I was on the phone with my friend at work. Mm-hmm. We were back in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone with her and... This was a while ago, because mm-hmm. he doesn't work here anymore. My last SVP walked up to me, and mm-hmm. because I was on the phone with my phone, I just told her to hold on, because I'm like, I'm not really, does not work on. Right. So I was like, hold on one second. He was like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, no, you good. Go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I was like, all right, I'll get that for you. And mm-hmm. he walked away. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, girl, I'm back. She was like, I love your, like, work voice. And I was like, <laughs> <gasps> So, like, it's the same, like, it made me chuckle, but I was yeah. like, do I change the inflection? Because it's not yeah. my language. It's yeah. the tone and, like, it's the inflection of how I used mm-hmm. it. And I was like, what? So then, like, for the rest of the day, I was, like... Trying to pay attention to how you talk. I was, because it wasn't it wasn't what I said. It was, like, the inflections that I used, the you know, the way yeah. I said it. Yeah. She was like, ooh, I like your professional voice. That's so funny. But I, after she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, because I really will be on the phone, like, hi, yeah, girl. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, the means that too. And then, all right, girl. And then I go, so I'm like, yeah, I guess that's like code switching. Yeah, and see, like, I think as far as, like, my vernacular and the way I talk, the only thing, aside from, like, how I answer questions, but, like, words that I don't say, I have at one point almost slipped up and said nigga at work. Me too! <laughs> Me too! <laughs> it was something outrageous that happened, and I legit was almost like, Nigga, like, I, but I, I literally started the end. I was like, like I literally stopped myself, and I was like, "Oh, girl, you too comfortable?" Can you imagine if that slipped out? Ooh. And like one of my coworkers looked at me with big eyes, and I was like, "Is it clear what I was about to say?" Like, because that is so funny. it was so out of this world that I like I, the reaction. I couldn't hold it in, but it, I, it was mad close. So question mm-hmm. speaking of that because i have done it before yeah have you ever obviously we both have we use the word nigga yeah and not and obviously not the way that some uh older blacks feel like we shouldn't use it at all Facts. we use it Facts. and that's clear yeah um have you ever come out your mouth like a reaction to call someone like that nigga crazy and he's not black Oh, at all the time. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay. Uh, so I actually, I so this that's what happened to me at work. <laughs> so it was at <laughs> my last job. Mm-hmm. Me, one of my coworkers was black, and mm-hmm. I was white, and we were cool, mm-hmm. and we were talking about our boss and. Like, our boss's boss. Yeah. And he's white. Yeah. And I literally almost was like, that nigga crazy. I was like, that man is crazy. And my black coworker was like, no, 
you did not <laughs> almost say that. But I literally almost was like, and I'm like, oh, Lord. But Ooh. see, I I don't have a problem with that, honestly. I use I nigga either. like I say yo. Same. So, at some point, it's going to refer to all niggas. Like, uh, regardless of your gender or anything, sometimes it's going to refer to men as just niggas. Sometimes it's just referring to one person, regardless of gender, race, Same. anything. As Same. A, like I don't so know, but it's for like me, I use yo or how like people feel to use John. Like it's nigga or mo. <laughs> right, it's just nigga. I just feel like sometimes I'm like, should I be like? I definitely am like, ooh, I just okay because I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is that weird? Yeah. I mean, technically. If it was up to some folks, I wouldn't say it at all. So Absolutely. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, that made me laugh. But that's the one word. Because, you know, in work environments, people cuss and say stuff all the time. But that's one word where no, it's you like, don't. Oh. No, you don't say yeah, that. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> and I don't but t- do you think not saying that at work, if that's a part of your normal vernacular, do you think that's code switching? Or do you think that's just being professional? Well, um, I think that's just being professional. Because, mm-hmm. like... People in my job, if I've heard someone cuss, mm-hmm. they apologize immediately. So oh. in my realm, see. we yeah. don't cuss Ooh. at all. <laughs> so like with my current organization, if I heard someone say a cuss word, mm-hmm. something really oh, happened. And as soon it. as they say it, they're like, I am so sorry. I, You know okay. what I mean? So like with my current organization, I would view that as just like, kind of like a cuss word and it's like you just don't say it yeah because like like i said anytime i've heard like anytime i've heard a colleague cuss something happened that really set them mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. and then as soon as they say it they're like i'm so sorry that wasn't professional you know i need to go oh, no. and typically my response is it's okay like it's yeah. not a big deal and my but job, yeah they cuss so much that when i didn't they noticed that i didn't cuss and then when i started they like oh what's wrong like they noticed right because that's how like they f-bombs s like really my, oh girl yeah like it just they just they just cuss yeah normal no. conversation anytime someone <laughs> has cussed in my job they're super pissed or something mm-hmm. re- something went like really left yeah. and you just like and the only time and that's the only time I've ever cussed at work I cussed at work when we were on site for a meeting mm-hmm. something happened and I was just so pissed off mm-hmm. but it wasn't I wasn't in front of anyone that I felt nervous about mm-hmm. and I was like I'm sorry y'all but they were like nah sorry <laughs> we were all like frustrated and yeah. tired and I was just yeah. like fuck I yelled it really loud that's so fu- I've never no. worked in a work environment where people did not cuss no none that's of my so jobs crazy. none of my jobs now that I think that's about so it that's so interesting Only cause time... I just thought that's how everybody's job was no honey I thought not everybody mine. let the F-bomb fly no <laughs> even at my last job once that's again that's so funny if I heard a cuss word that meant something happened yeah that it was a gut reaction be like shit and then it'd be like i'm so sorry that you know, i shouldn't so have said that funny. i think if i was in like if my next job was like that i'd be walking around like oh um, <laughs> yeah that's, so for I me i mean that's good to know for whenever i leave my job uh, everybody don't do that no because <laughs> i never every like i've every job i've ever worked at they just be but maybe it's part of more your industry Maybe, maybe, but even, like when I worked for the government in, in marketing, call centers, at, like uh, calls, like they be cussing, I like. Know, <laughs> I, so that's really interesting to know that at some 
places of business and not just like because you know education you know they not going mm-hmm. to but in some industries or just places of business period that they don't cuss that's so interesting no I've never worked at a place that have that has cussed mm-hmm. where that was acceptable mm-hmm. like I said if someone did it it was more of a we knew it was a high tension moment so yeah. no one felt offended mm-hmm. but the person would immediately be like you know what so sorry guys I shouldn't have popped off that way mm-hmm. I need a minute mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I've seen it happen a few times and every time it's immediate apology mm-hmm. and it and because like I do cuss sometimes mm-hmm. so like it wouldn't offend me if they did right but because that's not the culture at my job yeah I understand when I say you know so sorry because that's not the norm of yeah. like you could just be that's saying f-bombs all the time yeah but then I guess that goes back to how professional is different for everybody and for every work environment, what is deemed as professional is just correct. I think my work culture is a little bit more traditional. Mm -hmm. Like there's an office across from us that we call Google Mm -hmm. because they're like, um, some sort of tech software company Mm -hmm. and, um, the cop, cause we share a bathroom, their employees be wearing anything. I wish Mm -hmm. they got like a ping pong table in there (laughs) and they have a, um, draft beer thing. Mm -hmm. So we call them Google cause like that's how we view them because we're so much more straight laced and things like that. I personally wouldn't mind working at a Google (laughs) in the sense of that type of environment. My old job, we had cakes. My job isn't like that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, every organization is different. Yeah. I mean, but I also feel like it wouldn't be my natural. Even if I worked in an environment where people cussed, I don't think I would still join in because I'm Mm -hmm. so programmed not to. Mm -hmm. Where I think it would take me a long time to feel comfortable just saying that, even if it's okay. Mm Because I'm so used to being like... No, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it take a moment to transition. I mean, well, good thing I don't cuss that much, so then the transition wouldn't be as difficult. For right, me. and neither do I. And typically, I cuss the most when I'm upset. Right, when I'm frustrated. So when I'm mad. Or when one of my coworkers piss me off. I'm more entitled <laughs> to drop an F-bomb mm-hmm. when I'm pissed off than not. But I think for the most part, I don't, I don't feel like I cold switched that much mm-hmm. when I did. And now I feel pretty 100% that I don't because mm-hmm. I'm more cognizant of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. Yeah. And for me, the past few years, um, it's important. I've realized for myself, it's important for me to feel authentic. Yeah. And I don't... Um, I don't. I'm. I don't do my best work, mm-hmm. um, or feel my best when I feel like I'm stifling myself, which yeah. also means for me and how I speak to someone. Right. So for me, being like I'm not code switching. Obviously, I am a black woman, and that is kind of what you're taught as a black person. Sometimes being right. in a white space that you have to assimilate mm-hmm. and talk in a certain tone. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that was a part of it mm-hmm. as well. But the bigger thing for me, I found as I was having, not problems at work, but just as being a 20-something in your industry and figuring out who you are as a a working professional, I think, more of. Like, finding yourself professionally and how you do your work. Mm -hmm. For me, it just was like, I have to be myself Mm -hmm. and not feeling authentic when I'm even in a professional space won't work for me. Right. And that was really the big big reason why I'm like, I'm not Mm co-switching. That is not me. The way I speak, there's nothing wrong with the way I speak. Mm -hmm. I've always been professional. I'm not doing this extra layer because mm-hmm. it's not necessary yeah. and I'm not doing it. And yeah. 
and that's yeah. not me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the versions of code switching that I have done are really just filtering certain things when I don't feel like having mm-hmm. a conversation or when I just don't feel like voicing how they be doing on some stupid stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> and I think in this climate, I'm realizing that more of, like, how there have been things done that I didn't agree with in the past and I'm letting them know now and how they are appreciative of it. And it's making me think, like, huh. Say more, girl. Right. And it's like, maybe in these instances, I shouldn't hold back. Maybe if my response is perceived as dark, even though it's honest, it's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think it is. And I think you should, because sometimes... um, I just feel like you never know how you can help somebody else get to a certain place yeah. or give them a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Part of another reason why outside just cold switching, I just believe in honesty and like saying it, what's saying how you feel about things. Right. Um, and we know, and y'all know if you're a regular listener, I'm talky and I give my opinion <laughs> and I've always been this way. Right. Of sharing how <laughs> I feel. Right. And like I said, navigating that in a professional was, it took me a minute cause I'm like, Maybe I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm new. But then I realized, no, I'm going to say it. I'm here. Right. But that takes a minute to... Because, to, like, the professional pressure, mm-hmm. it's like another level. Especially if you're a person who naturally <clears throat> didn't always say how they felt. Yeah. The professional element could make you, once again, an extra level of nervousness or anxiety speaking up because you naturally Precisely. don't always do that anyway. Precisely. So then you're in this in this arena and it feels like a double down. Yep. Like, because uh, yep. I like, I work here and I'm yep. not trying to get like in trouble or be looked at a certain way. Right. So then it really makes you be like, okay, even mm-hmm. though it's like, that is so stupid. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say because I think uh, me filtering myself is something that happens regularly even in my social life. Mm-hmm. So for it to have happened even more when trying to be quote unquote professional, I think now makes sense, mm. but I guess I'm just peeling back of like, why do I do that? Right, you're learning, like, you're developing yeah. <clears throat> right. that. Um, Especially because I was offended that she said my Juneteenth. Because I'm to like, make you like you're that's ours. Like, like you're oppressor. Right, I was offended. But but like I said, like we, it's one of my clients for my side hustle, and we literally have never talked about anything outside of marketing for her business, like. So I just was I was going with my regular your normal your kind of default right your my default. regular like I don't know you not much like and kept it pushing and didn't think anything of it um so it just made me think I'm like hmm, maybe I should do that less but sometimes see where it gets you yeah. I mean you do it when you're comfortable but like you said peel back the layers and start um saying a little bit more mm-hmm. or seeing how you feel when you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally find it invigorating. Because, <laughs> like, I'm at the point now, because I say so much of how I feel, mm-hmm. um, I really can't hold much. Um, <laughs> and now at work, if I'm silent... They think something. They'll be like, well, should they... You didn't give your feedback, because I always give my feedback. Right. So now, when I don't give my feedback, they're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? You were quiet in the meeting, because I talk too much. Right. But, um, I don't know. It's working you know what's for funny? me. The only person I think that has the perception of me with that is our our um, office's landlord. 
which is just ironic. But they have events all the time, and since it be free stuff, I always go. But, <laughs> so they know me by name, by face, like, <laughs> and they always ask for feedback. And since it is a free event, they want more of us to go to, because a lot of us don't. I'm usually, like, dragging people to go. I was like, let me give y'all feedback, because y'all literally giving away free food and drinks, and y'all got five people. Let me give y'all some feedback to help, because, I mean, I want more free food and drinks. Mm-mm. So, um, they always ask me for my feedback, and they just love me to death, but they know I'm always, like, I'm just be trying to help, because they be giving away, like, hotel stays if you come to their event and post it online. Like, I be like, this is easy. Like, I'm coming to get free wine, and you want me to post it in my stories? Okay, say less. Like, what? That's why you should be speaking, girl. Tell That's me what's true. on your mind. You helping yeah. people out. Well, yeah, uh, from the diversity survey, that's what I have been told is, like, my feedback has led to the changes that have been made thus far. So there you um, go. So it does make me think, huh, maybe I should speak up more. But there's still the level of I don't always feel like having to explain. I, re- I understand that, yeah. and I respect that, Cause like, especially in that realm. Yeah, like, for example, with hair, there have been so many times where people, because if I haven't, twisted my hair or anything it does shrink and people will debate me back and forth like oh you cut your hair and i'm like no you sure it's shorter okay i did not that's cut weird. my hair like so when you say no <laughs> they come back yeah yes it's happened so many times and it's exhausting okay well that's inappropriate and i and so i just be like maybe it just look like that to you like because i don't feel like having to explain shrinkage like i just don't but I, I don't have the energy I or having to explain those was fake twists in my head like yeah, that wasn't in my yeah, head yeah you like, don't have to but i feel it's weird when they ask you the question and you mm-hmm. say no and the response isn't oh, okay right. but to kind of come back you sure like yeah. why would i lie okay <laughs> That would annoy me. Yeah. I wouldn't like that. I don't even know how I respond it's to something like that. It's happened especially when, you know the twist I had last year when I went to Thailand, that they did look more like natural hair because they were shorter, but when I took those out, especially because I took those out and I washed my hair and I put twists in with just my hair, was, people was literally debating on me that I cut my hair, and I'm like, I literally did not cut my hair. So, like, I, I wonder <laughs> if you ever, if that happened and you ever was to say... You know, this exchange mm-hmm. is inappropriate. Right. Would they now be like, oh, I didn't realize how. Because when you, because I mean, um, and once again, it, it still is taking work on your part. So right. I understand. Right. Which but it's because half the time I'll be like, yup, cut it. Like, just get out of my face. Because I don't feel like going back and forth with you. Like, I feel about like, my hair. <laughs> like, right. I feel like I would get to a point where. This back and forth of you debating me about my hair yeah. is making me uncomfortable. Right. And I don't feel like we need to go there. Right. Yeah. So I probably would end up making them feel bad, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't care. Because, like, <laughs> honestly, that's weird. It, it to have these debates. So it's one thing to ask you a question and you answer it, but that should be it. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be any. Now, I think that is. Bu- well, you know how I feel about some of the things you've told me. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so weird. That seems more bizarre because I'm like, what are you doing here? She, you said no. Right. It should be oh okay, and you walk away. <laughs> right. I shouldn't have to go down the path of this is what shrinkage is. No, you, no, I I'm agree. not doing that. In which I've never done that, but it's like I should. No, you have shouldn't to. have to. Absolutely. Like if they ask a question, you answer it. The answer should be respected. And frankly, 
You actually don't need to ask the question either. I mean, let's take it a step further. <laughs> I say, mean, right. You don't really have to do anything. If mm-hmm. you're, if, here's the thing. If it's not a compliment, just don't say it. Exactly. That's really what it comes exactly. down to. Because you can say, oh, your hair looks nice today, and leave it. Mm-hmm. If it's a question about your hair, or your makeup, or what you're wearing, don't even ask. Right. Unless it's literally like, I like that shirt, where did you get it from? Stuff like right. that. Right. But outside of that, if it's not a compliment, just shush. Right. And like, because I apparently change my hair the most often in the office, it's a thing. Can I tell you something? <laughs> if they feel... You change your but, hair that often. Mm-hmm. They but are like, some interesting people. Up until recently, because I have a new black coworker. Up until recently, even the black coworkers I had, either they were men, which they just get a haircut and it's right. nothing, or they were women that always keep the same hairstyle. hairstyle. Right. Um. Like I had one black coworker. She would take her weave out and put it right back in the next day. The same wave the same color the same everything so honestly our co-workers probably didn't realize that it was a weave even though i knew it was you know um (laughs) so i am probably the one that changes my hair the most in the office but that don't mean that i need questions on just because y'all stick with y'all bob and y'all wait and get a trim once a year like they do i mean most I'm being completely honest. Most white people do not change their hair that often. They get a haircut or they get a trim. They might put some highlights in it. Well, because of their grade of hair, mm-hmm. they they don't they have, don't hold styles. They can't hold styles yeah. the way black hair can. Right. Um. So I do get that because yeah. most of my white colleagues, maybe one day they have a new color. Mm-hmm. Maybe they cut a few inches off, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my colleagues, she'll do a little bit more. Sometimes she'll have her hair in a bun mm. or French braid. She's the only one who, to me, has done a little bit extra. She'll yeah. have a different hair band, headband. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you're right. It's it's relatively the same. Mm-hmm. I think... And But, I mean, you're right. I, as a black woman, I know most black women change their hair more often than me. I'm like, lazy. What? I it's agree. usually either a these twist, a twist out, or braids. I don't really do much else. I just wore a wig for the first time on New Year's. Like, and, and <laughs> like looks <I'm>, wonderful. <laughs> I don't really do much, and so it's like I can only imagine if I did do wigs, the comments that I might get. I can only imagine. Yeah, they would. It would be weird. They would be convinced that I'm cutting my hair. And I, I don't know. So, so <laughs> like, I just, like, I don't know. So if they've never seen a black person with, or people, period, with wigs or extensions or, because we ain't the only one who wear wigs. I, I just don't, don't get it. They seem, those people seem very sheltered. Because I feel like, in my experience, now there was a time period where I was more cognizant of how often I changed my hair mm-hmm. because I felt like it would be something. Yeah. Um, I'm happy I got past that, and I encourage those, if you ever feel some type of way, don't mm-hmm. do what you want to do with your hair. Right. So I changed my hair however I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, only had, I had one running where someone tried to touch it, and I was like, no. I have had a couple don't do touch that. my hair before, too. And, uh, she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's really, I literally was like, honestly, um, I was like, I do believe you don't mean any harm. Mm-hmm. I was like, but... I don't like to be petted. And I said, frankly, and especially not by a white lady. And she chuckled. She was like, touche. <laughs> and she got it. And that mm-hmm. was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten, like, when I've had, when I got these. Because mm-hmm. right now, y'all, I have um, in, like, crochet uh, 
Marley twist. Yeah. So like my boss was like, Oh, those are cool. Um, I may get a question like, Well, how long did it take you to do that? Oh yeah, I get those. Um, and I typically be like, Not that long, because once again, I agree with you. That's when I give the not that long answer. Or well, for me, it feels like here's the thing. If I'll be completely honest with you. Depending on who the person is, I'll give them, I'll say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. depending, but it's... it's if we're more, close, like, if we're cool, I'll be like, girl, yeah, I sat there for eight hours. It took like, me, I'll let you know. But for the most part, I think when, I think this is, I, I'm trying to get this out. When white people ask me questions about my hair, it always feels like I don't like it. Because mm-hmm. even, like, it I can't it. describe it. Even when I'm cool with the white person, for some reason, mm-hmm. I just don't like white people ask me about my hair. Like, yeah. how long did it take, or how did you do that? Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And I do recognize that some of them really are probably, probably genuinely just interested in the style. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just, like, I don't like it. Don't yeah. comment on it. And, like, I, I remember the first time I went to work with, like, individual twists. They were my hair, but they were, like, professionally done. I think they assumed that it wasn't my hair. So they asked. They was like, those took really long, didn't they? And I'm like, no, I went to the hairdresser. It was there for an hour and a half. Like, what? But I think it's because they thought that I went and got twists with fake hair. And I'm just like... But I, <laughs> like, right, but I think it comes back to my first... But they just don't be understanding how long my hair... Like, they just they are confused. Don't. And I also <laughs> like, clearly like they it confused. just kind of goes back to the first point to me of like... How about we just don't do that? If you're not going to say, oh, it looks great, or you got a new hairstyle, looks yeah. nice, don't say nothing, man. But then I've also been told... Oh, Google. I don't know. When I wear twists to work, that is setting us back. I've been told that by a black person. I, I think that's not fair, but I will say... When you have your twist, mm-hmm. and you're like, why wear it just like this to work? I can't lie to you. I was thinking, like, really? <laughs> so, like, I, and I realized the way I'm thinking is probably problematic. Mm-hmm. Me thinking, not probably, it is me being problematic by saying, well, that's not appropriate. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's still neat. It's not. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was like, like that? Because, <laughs> like, there are times when my hair has been twisted. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to stay in longer for the twist out. Right. But, like, I'll still wear, like, my curly afro wig. Because, personally, and mm-hmm. it's not about work, when my hair is twisted like that, mm-hmm. I don't view it as a style. Mm-hmm. So, outside of work, I'm still not walking around with my hair twisted. Because, like, right. I don't feel like it looks cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a personal thing, but like I definitely, <laughs> I don't think you said us back, but I definitely thought like, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what it brings me back to, like knowing that everyone's version of professional is different. Do you think code switching is necessarily a bad thing and like something that we as people should strive to stop? Well, I think I think the way Black people use code switching typically. Mm-hmm. in my experience, has been how we interact with white people. That's true. And so when you speak, when when we talk about that, mm-hmm. then I say, yeah, I mm-hmm. do think we should not, um, not feel like we need to speak a certain way to make them feel more comfortable, because that's right. what it is. Yeah. To me. Yeah. When we, but as you kind of... I guess I always say professional, because I don't interact with white people outside. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, just to be honest, that's probably why I say that. <laughs> well, that's so like for me, because like to me, I only view, I only look at code switching in a professional setting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's one. Yeah. And so then two, when I view it, and I'm black, and then yeah. I view it that way of you changing the way you speak around, frankly, 
white folk yeah. to assimilate to an, to an extent. Like, you feel, make them feel more comfortable. You feel more like you fit in when you speak a certain way mm-hmm. or take a certain tone. Right. Um, but, like, you kind of reference it as sometimes it's with your friends or your family. I don't even view it that way. Because then I'm like... That's more of just filtering. I just feel like that's more filtering. Yeah. So I think... But I think I define code switching as a version of filtering. And I, I think, see. Yeah. And so I think it comes down to one of that. Yeah. You and I define it differently. Yeah. I don't feel like I code switch my family. Do I say... Oh, I, I was to say something I'm like, but nah, I do say that at family <laughs> functions. I was literally going to say, like, do I say suck my balls around my mom? And I'm like... Actually, yeah, I do. So, <laughs> never mind. I literally was like, now that I think about it, now that I'm an adult, mm-hmm. I actually really don't filter at all. I, I definitely filter around um, different groups of friends, around family. Not around family more. Now, I won't I won't cuss. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hell or a damn will come out. Mm-hmm. But my family aren't cussers like that. So, right. like, it's just a respect thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I've heard them say hell and damn. And when they do, I'm like, ooh, spicy. <laughs> but I don't, like, especially now that I'm an adult, like, there is no filtering about subject matter or things that I like or do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even my mother know I like a little edible every now and then. <laughs> New kidding. levels, baby. New <laughs> levels. And my father, too. I'm just like, wow, we're really... <laughs> we're really here. We're like... clear and open with each other. Right. And I like it. Right. Um, filtering around friends... Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, around, like, different groups of friends. Really? Yeah. And it's usually based on, like, learned behavior. I won't do certain stuff around certain friends. Is it because you feel like it won't be accepted or they won't like it? Like, what's the... Either or, yeah. Both, yeah. But don't you feel like around your friends you should just be who you are and what you need? Like, it doesn't... Um, I mean, that sounds good. But I don't think that's necessarily realistic for me. Anyways, I think, yeah, no. Do you filter with me? Yeah, at times. Why? I just think it's just second nature to do so. I don't like it, man. (laughs) Now I feel not only disrespect. Oh, my Jesus. I also feel like our friendship is fractured. Oh, here you go. This line always comes up. Because you're sitting here telling me that you filter with me and I'm supposedly in the best friend category. I've known you since I was 12. Oh my Jesus. And I feel like the fact that you feel like you filter. Well, okay, so one version of filtering around you is things that you have literally said too far don't want to know. So those things... You know what? Never mind. (laughs) If that's what you mean... I said that's one version. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's filtering. I guess... But those things are things that I say, like, regularly with other friends without a problem. Okay, y'all, just to give a little context, (laughs) I'm not going too deep. Sometimes when she's uh, talking about things... (laughs) That interests her um, in certain areas. Sometimes it can be a little like, oh, okay. And sometimes the level of detail, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I needed to hear that. Just because some of the stuff, I know y'all probably like, you're not saying anything. And I understand that. But like, sometimes I'm like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. And yeah, and then like in other instances, other friends have asked me to filter. Like they have said that they don't want to hear me give opinion on certain things, so I don't. Okay. See, I keep trying to. I keep flipping the words now because I'm like, <laughs> but. Because at this point, we're talking about filtering, not code switching. Right, we're in right. a filtering. But when someone is saying, I don't want to hear about that, mm-hmm. or to me, isn't that more like them stating boundaries? I guess so, yeah. But that. if someone sets a boundary and that is causing me to hold back, then I, I have to filter to accommodate their boundary. Hmm. Okay. I don't... I don't or like even... If I'm around people that have ever considered me a know-it-all, I won't give my random facts that I know that I know about stuff most of the time because it don't add to the conversation. So why? Whereas with other people, they enjoy my random facts that will help us win trivia night. So I let them fly. Like it's just I act, I do certain things around different people because I know that different people appreciate it and some people don't. Hmm. So. Hmm. That's just usually what it is. Right. I'm, I I was taking a moment to be like, do I feel like I, f- I filter with friends? Mm-hmm. I think I do. I guess, I guess to an extent, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm stating how I feel, um, depending on who the friend who I'm telling, you'll get more or less from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also feel like in the past year or so, I've also been a little bit more private with my feelings and things that I'm going through anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, typically, if I am telling a friend, I'm already past it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've real, but I don't think that's, that's a me thing. That's not no one acting out of me. Yeah. So, um, outside of that, I don't feel like I really filter behavior or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, but I haven't necessarily been asked not to do something. Right. Not yet, at least. Come, <laughs> I don't know. Right. So, I feel like everyone kind of gets the same version of me. Mm-hmm. But, I do believe, but I do understand you have different relationships with different people mm-hmm. and the base of that, like, what you talk about, what you do, are different depending on the people. So yeah. I do understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But knowing that Oh my Jesus. You <laughs> filter with me really makes me feel like we have a friendship factor. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you want me to stop filtering? Like some of that other shit that mm-hmm. I'm like, you kinda don't need to tell me all that level <laughs> of detail. Right. That stands firm for me. <laughs> But if there's some other stuff Mm -hmm. that you feel like you're filtering, that's more like, um, here's the thing. I guess when you hear filtering, it makes it seem like, from my perspective, it it makes me feel like then you're not being yourself around people. So Mm -hmm. then I'm like, ooh, that doesn't make me feel good to feel, that's how I take it. Right. To be like, well, if we're friends, I would hate for a friend to feel like, they can't be them complete their, their complete, complete self. self with me. Yeah, I think that's why 
um, if I I hear that or if I mm-hmm. heard that from others, it would make me go, oh shit, what am I doing to make you feel mm-hmm. like you can't be yeah. who you are? And maybe that's me putting extra on it, but that's mm-hmm. I guess how I viewed it when you said, I was like, well, damn, I don't want to whatever and energy think, that is. I think for me, it's a very much of a second nature thing, similar to the not much. It's just a default, and so it's not even that I'm like I'm thinking like. Sydney, don't do this, don't do this. Don't. It's like I don't even have to go through the thought process to not do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's very similar for me because I know everybody not like that around their parents. But it's very similar of, like, knowing not to cuss around my parents, yeah. not to say nigga around my parents, yeah. not to, you know, it's very similar to, like, I just know don't do that. And I don't even have the, like, it don't even come close to me doing it. <laughs> like... It's, it's kind of like you don't even think about it. Right. It's just like your default. Exactly. Which, uh, it might not be the best thing, especially with friends and stuff. It might not be the best thing. Um, but, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Well, we're going to work on our fractured friendship. <laughs> oh my Jesus. Because I feel like I don't want you to filter with me. Right. I understand that. So... We're going to work on our fracture friendship. Um, maybe we need a friendship retreat. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, to fix what this disconnect is. Jesus. Because it's disrespectful. Uh. And it also makes me feel like you're treating me like a peasant. I used all three. Can you believe that? You I used all three. And it, just, it disturbs my soul. And that's the fourth. Okay. Got okay. it. Got it. So... Okay. But yeah, so I think I'm like navigating the code switching and the filtering versions of me yeah. and like trying to figure out in what areas is it okay for me because it might not be okay for other people and that's all right too. It's what's comfortable for you and right. how you want to Right, because I just don't, who you I are. don't think I realized it until she offended me with that dream team gone. That was <laughs> right. the trick. That was <laughs> like, all right, let me reevaluate. Right, it was like, oh, like, I that, like was, that. That like, was all you don't I want. I never thought about it until that moment. I was you like, wouldn't Skr-. want certain assumptions to be made about you, right? Because that I started to go about. to the, like, oh, girl, I have a Juneteenth cookout every year. I started to go to that, but I'm like, that's just being defensive, right? Not necessary, but, but you, it did just make me reflect, right? Because you don't, <laughs> because especially for something like that, yeah. Who, um, she so, might think I'm not skin folk, and you are. <laughs> like, but also, I mean, just, she might think I'm just skin. But folk, just yeah. for the Juneteenth thing, you were like one of my first friends to really even. Mm-hmm. put it to the forefront so mm-hmm. you've been I, I'm not gonna pull the you knew this before other people <laughs> but you were into it before especially before this year where it got mm-hmm. um a lot more tension yeah. a lot more people participating which are a good thing right I it's great it. that's why I'm like I don't care it's yes. a good thing let's do it so <laughs> because of something that you've had passion behind and really yeah. felt I was offended putting that out there and then that assumption made that like you not with it was right. like oh right. i don't like that <laughs> right i don't want to give answers yes that, that makes could make seem... where people can make certain assumptions about me and who i am precisely understood and that's what makes me now think about like what you're saying and how you and maybe yes. sometimes how... not doing your default right 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 yeah, depending on the situation i i ain't like that so <laughs> yeah but, so, yeah, that's something I'm discovering. Um, I don't think I code switch too much, but I do think that I'll try to do it less. The less of the hold back um, at work, because 
if I do have anything to say, it's never like negative. It's never like unprofessional. Right. So we'll see. Bring your voice there and see how it works for you. And like you said, and I think that's for anyone. I mean, we all have to do what we feel is best. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I am a person who pushes, I push this kind of thought of being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. I do think that's important, Mm -hmm. especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what I mean. You're still a professional. Yeah. As your organization rules are right you fit into the rules of how it it works but we spend so much time at work and working and it feels sucky to feel like you gotta at least for me that's how i felt how i viewed it kind of have to be this other person that's not really you yeah and it like to me i find it draining i don't know how others honestly when i first got to my current job that's how i felt but I was the only black person. Right, and so I, just, I did it's feel understandable. very alone. My whole department would go out for lunch. They'd be like, you want to come? I'm like, no. I wouldn't go. I would stay by myself in the office. I would read during lunch. Like, I did not interact with anyone because it was like, I'm here by myself. Get in, get out. Right, right. Um, over the time, that has very much so changed. But it's still like, hmm, where are the remnants? Like, of let's, like, let's get that out of here. Um, and be my whole authentic self in every avenue of life. So, guys, I encourage you to, like, evaluate your code switching. If it's something that you think is right or wrong, you know, up to you and your professional environment. Because there are professional environments that are even more strict than either one of ours. Touche. Um, where you may have to feel like you have to or do your version of it and it helps you be successful and that's what you want to do yeah as long as you're not cooning yeah Um, don't coon because that's the line there's a line (laughs) right that's the line of like ooh ooh I agree (laughs) like um we don't do no Tom stuff over here (laughs) right so yeah, like with this, with everyone saying stop codes, which I encourage you to instead of just saying like stop, really evaluate why you do it, what it's based in, because it could be different for every person, and you decide if you want to stop. But um, if y'all ever have topic suggestions, anonymous stories, we love a good anonymous story, y'all. Um, email us goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail dot com. Um, we will be announcing a winner for our giveaways this week um make sure you comment re- leave a review a rating you know all that jazz and if all- you like it remember <laughs> if there's something you don't like email us personally <laughs> and don't just rate us poorly <laughs> like email us first right let's see if we can work with you <laughs> Before you review us. <laughs> right. Okay. And look, it could that could be a good conversation. If someone emails us and they real concern on something. Let's, let's that talk could be about a topic. it. That let's be, talk about right, it. Right, right, Before right. you get hasty and give us that one star, <laughs> let us make it right. Let us chat about it. So, yeah, email us in that instance as well. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.